0: When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A riddle. What is the connection between macaroni and the Virgin Mary? Well, give up, but it's, uh, it's in Christmas carols. I'm sure over the next few days we will be listening to lots of carols like In Dulci Jubilo, Let Us Air Homage Show, maybe even a hymn to the Virgin of one that is so fair and bright, Velut Maris Stella, which both date back to the 14th century. And like many other medieval carols, they are macaronic. That is partly in English and partly in Latin, the adjective macaronic is used to describe any text which is a jumbled mixture of the vernacular, English or German or whatever, and Latin, or sometimes Latinized words, or indeed words from any other languages. In the secular world, this mixture of languages was often used for burlesque, for satire. The word comes from the Latin macaronicus, literally resembling macaroni presumably suggesting a lack of sophistication simple rustic fare and wisdom and this is one of the hallmarks of these medieval carols which makes them so attractive and at the same time rather annoying they are full of homespun devotion to our lady and theological naivety The Latin is perhaps supposed to give them a bit more weight, but rather like putting on a posh accent while still using appalling grammar, the overall effect is one of lovable and even laughable simplicity. And it's perhaps hardly surprising then that these macaronic carols were often used to depict Our Lady and the birth of Jesus. For the event event is both simple, and profound, and yet profoundly simple. So there is something deeply mysterious and theological about Mary, the Theotokos, the God-bearer, who is the focus of the readings and the prayers on this fourth Sunday in Advent. Yet at the same time, there is something slightly risque and common, about a pregnant teenager who claims to be a virgin there is something of the burlesque and the barrack room joke about it we've all heard them and laughed at them it is the human way to laugh at great mystery what does this tell us about the christian attitude to mary and her place in our salvation history and daily living It was music that first began to give me an inkling of devotion to Our Lady back in my teens. Not surprisingly, my good Puritan Baptist church had no images of any kind in the building, not even a cross, until for various reasons we put one in during the swinging 60s. And there were certainly no statues or pictures of Mary. So Mary only featured in Christmas carols and even then some of the words had to be changed or verses had to be left out to protect our theological sensibilities or being led astray. But despite all this, as a teenager exploring passions and fallings in love, it was hymns and carols that often inspired my devotion. I recognise that in a similar way that Jesus was the most ideal and lovable man, the man from God, the second Adam, the man who was God. So Mary was the most ideal and lovable woman, the woman chosen by God, the second Eve, the perfect mother of our Lord, a friend, a comforter, who like any good mother empathises and cares. Here again is an earthiness that we all understand. Here in this straightforward peasant girl is a mystery almost too great for us to bear. Before the angel appeared to Joseph, as we read in today's Gospel, he had of course appeared to Mary, what we call the Annunciation. Whatever happened between Mary and God, between this angel and Mary, it was such an exceptional happening that no other human being has ever experienced such before or since. And the words of those medieval macaronic poems pile up epithets and allegories to draw us out in love of God and love of this simple woman who became such a channel of grace. Here is deep, unfathomable mystery and simple animal mother love for Jesus and for us. So what is our response to this remarkable woman who is at the heart of the unfolding Christmas story? It should surely be the same as hers. Astonishment at God's intervention in human affairs, complete lack of comprehension. How can this happen? God contracted to a span, inexplicably made man. Joseph knew of only one way that this could have happened until the angel spoke to him in a dream. Astonishment and incomprehension and yet trust for both of them that God is working his purposes out in our lives and in our world. Be it unto me according to thy word says Mary And Matthew tells us in our text that Joseph did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Mary and Joseph remind us that trust and simple acts of obedience to God can have far-reaching consequences in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. So at a slightly more parochial and personal level, as I was preparing, I sometimes wonder What would have happened if my neighbours, Mr and Mrs Edwards, had not suggested to my mum that they took me with their kids to Sunday school at Shoreham Baptist Church? That was well over 60 years ago, when I was only a few years older than Alexander here, but old enough to walk and go to Sunday school. For them, it was a simple act of neighbourliness, of obedience to their Christian calling. For me, it changed the direction of my life, and I am grateful to them, both long since to be with God. If we make space and listen to the promptings of the Spirit as we go about our everyday lives, then whether we ever know it or not, we can be used by God to touch the lives of others and indeed, strangely, of our world for good. In Advent, we are constantly reminded to stay awake, to be ready, to make time, to listen to God, to be obedient. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the Lord commanded him. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen.